Welcome to Hebrews at Conversation Cafe. I'm Ricky Allen. I believe all relationships matter. They are the greatest treasures. How we maintain them are the greatest legacies. This podcast is a unique brew of real people with real talk about real life experiences. Your journey from relationship dysfunctions and despair to relationship hope and fulfillment starts here. So, if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel. If you're somewhere sitting, sit back, relax, and be still. Let's get the conversation started. Becoming a person of success is temporal. Becoming a person of significance is eternal. Are you focused more on your net worth than you are your eternal worth? I'm Ricky Allen. Today, let's talk about success versus significance. One must define success and significance before he or she can achieve it. Both success and significance require sacrifice. What price are you willing to pay for either? You know, the effects of COVID-19 have reinforced my beliefs that relationships are our greatest treasures and how we maintain them our greatest legacies. This pandemic has forced us to adapt to isolated versus intimate interactions, which in many ways are suggesting a new norm. It's been a good time to evaluate priorities and to renew perspectives. I once read a billboard that said, when all else fails, try God. I immediately thought this was backward. Why wait until all else fail? Why not try God so all else perhaps won't fail? Unfortunately, we are in a culture that is increasingly declaring that God isn't necessary. Some believe that the human experiences and rational thinking provide the only source of both knowledge and moral codes of ethics. In my book, Can These Bones Live? Chapter 5, I share a funny story I read about two little boys, ages 8 and 10. These boys were excessively mischievous. Experience assured the parents that if any mischief occurred in their town, their two young sons were in some way involved. The parents were at their wits' end as to what to do about their son's behavior. The mother had heard that there was a preacher in town who had been successful in disciplining children in the past. She asked the husband if he thought they should send the boys to speak with the preacher. The husband said, We might as well. We need to do something before I lose my temper. The preacher agreed to speak with the boys, but asked to see them individually. The eight-year-old went to meet with the preacher first, and the preacher sat the boy down and asked him sternly, Where's God? The boy made no response, so the preacher repeated the question in an even sterner voice. Where is God? Again, the boy did not attempt to answer the question. So the preacher raised his voice even more and shook his finger in the boy's face. Where is God? Suddenly the boy bolted from the room, ran directly home, and slammed himself in the closet. His older brother followed him into the closet and asked, What happened? The younger boy replied, We're in big trouble now. God is missing, and they think we did it. While the boys were not named in the story, I named them you and me. The more I think of this story, the more I wonder where is God in our examination of success and significance. In the Holy Bible, Luke 12, 16 through 21, Jesus told a story about a rich man who had experienced much success. 
he was categorized a fool. Despite his success, he lacked good judgment. Instead of showing thankfulness or benevolence, he hoards his wealth. Instead of seeking directions for his increase, he decided to live a self-directed life. When the man dies, his wealth does him no good, but is instead a testimony against him. The man's affluence affected his attitude. He had full barns, but empty life. He had success, but he had lost his significance. His temporal blessings or his temporary blessings led to false security that resulted in him forgetting God. From this parable, we can gather it's better to have little with godliness than to be rich and misdirected. Was it wrong for the man to tear down the smaller barns and build larger ones to store his increase? No. However, it was detrimental for him to convince himself that all he had was because of his own doing and that he had no need for God or his directions. When we convince ourselves that we've arrived, we overlook the possibility that our arrival could be to a dead end. The man's success caused him to lose sight of his significance. He suddenly died. And the question remained, who will get everything that you've worked for? With this said, I leave three things for you to ponder. Where is God in your life pursuits? What does it profit you to gain all material things and lose your soul or your significance? Or what will you give in exchange for your soul or your significance? You see, the person who see a need for God and make God their hope are like trees planted along the riverbanks with roots that run deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. This is a quality relationship. Success is temporary and is mostly measured by our accomplishments. Significance, however, is eternal and is measured by the quality of our relationships. Are you living for success or significance? Which is most important to you? I'm not suggesting that you have to sacrifice one for the other. However, I am offering that you must clearly define both and determine the sacrifice you're willing to make for either. I saw the rich man struggle with ego and self in Jesus' parable. Ego relates to the material things and wants to be in charge. Ego produces a false sense of security. Self, on the other hand, relates to a deeper, more sustainable perspective. Self comes with a purpose nobler and more powerful than material things. In his book, The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles, Stephen Pressfield has an insightful take on ego and self relative to life and death. He highlights a research done with people diagnosed with terminal illnesses and how the ego is put in check. All the things that once mattered takes a lesser priority and self takes on a greater priority. They began to live the unlived life within them. And in many cases, the disease went into remission. They smashed the ego and discovered themselves truly. I remember this defining moment in my life. I was 27 years old, working for a Fortune 500 company. I had worked my way from an entry-level field worker to a professional trainer in a corporate office looking over the city. I had an expense account, 
I flew around four states conducting training and facilitating team meetings. I stayed in fine hotels and I ate fine food. It was the most exciting time of my to-date 38-year career. In many ways, I was experiencing success. In addition to success on the job, I had successfully started a church in my community. It was easy for me to declare the blessings of God because of these things, but my ego was smashed when I went through a divorce shortly after this time when it seemed that I had it good. This life-changing event shattered my hopes and dreams. All the things that uh, I thought was important meant nothing at this point. It was a time that I had to discover myself truly. I had to discover that deeper purpose for my existence. One day I had picked my children up for the weekend. Suddenly my five-year-old daughter said to me, Daddy, when you told me that you and Mama was getting a divorce, I thought you were going away to live with your mommy. But now that I know that you're not, it will be all right. My daughter's words lifted me from one of the darkest places I've ever experienced in my life. Our company expanded to five-state coverage. Hiring managers told me multiple times that I would have better professional opportunities if I were willing to move. I repeatedly declined the notion. I could hear reasoning presented to me. If you make more money, you can provide a better living for your family. Perhaps more money could have provided more for my family, but I was not willing to exchange my presence in the life of my children and my community. I knew my presence in my children's life was more important than my corporate pursuits. I wanted to be at their first dance or their first ball game and all other significant events in their lives. I knew my presence in my community was more important than my corporate pursuits. I wanted to inspire faith, hope, and love in the city that I lived. While wrestling with the ideals of success and significance, ego and self, I began to write these words. You may never sport multiple credentials behind your name. You may never be inducted into the most magnificent halls of fame. There may be some who count you out when the finish is too close to call. But remember, success is temporal and significance is eternal. There is one who know all about you and how far you've come. He knows how you've hung in there when hanging in there was no fun. So don't measure your life's worth by the sundry of things you possess. Things are just things. They're nothing more. They're nothing less. Your purpose on earth is much greater than what's being shown. The significance of your existence is hearing your master and creator say, well done. My friends, we can't let material things generate false security and cause us to act as though God isn't necessary. God is all there is. The heavens and the heavens of heavens are his, the earth and all that dwells in it. In him we live, move, and have our being. So don't let God be your choice when all else fails. Seek him first and let him help you with all else. Thank you for joining this episode of He Brews It, a Relate LLC production. To learn more, check out our website, RelateLLC.com and follow us on social media at Relate LLC. Life is a gift and how we live is a choice. 
Remember, there is no better time than now for greater discovery. It's time to live life. It's time to live legendary.